0: welcome my friends welcome to my world i'm your host kevin rutherford it is tuesday may 24th and it is time for another episode of the pit politics in trucking uh i don't think i'm flying solo today i know stanford isn't going to make it i think john's going to be joining us here soon uh so i'll bring him in when we get him in the meantime. I do have a couple of things I want to talk about. Um, so there are a lot of things going on in politics right now, a lot. In fact, the list just seems to get bigger and bigger, and none of them seem to be getting better. We've been talking about the exact same problems for a year and a half or a little less than that, I guess. Um but it's the same stuff the same stuff we've been talking about since this administration took over so it's hard not to blame this on the current administration we didn't have these problems prior to this administration taking over and now we do and they're all getting worse none of them seem to be getting better um I'm going to go ahead and bring John in right now. We may as well do our open together. John, welcome back. Now, hold on, because something uh, is not working the way we want it to. Let me try that again. Um, Say that again. Glad to be on with you today, Kevin. There we go. Now we've got it right. That worked okay? Yeah, that, okay, it was good. on my end. I had, to press, uh, I had to press the correct button. So we've got that taken <laughs> care of. Good. Um, so, you know, I, I was looking at all the things we could possibly talk about today with politics, and there's just so much. Um, one of the topics I'm going to touch on, it was going to be the topic for today, except... I wasn't able to find as much information on it as I wanted to. So I'm not exactly sure where we stand on that one. I'll talk about it in a bit. But I'm also going to say we're opening up the phone lines. Uh, if anybody wants to jump in today, I would jump in. Because my my main topic kind of fell through, I really don't have a lot today. We'll uh, We'll see what's on your mind. But if anybody wants to jump in and join us, questions, comments, topics, As long as it's political, anything goes. The number to join us, if you dial right now, you'll get right in, 855-950-3835. So first off, the topic I was going to talk about, um, but I'm going to hold off. Have you seen or heard or read anything about this WHO, the World Health Organization, the WHO treaty, Pandemic uh, treaty?
1: Yes. Um, yeah. I, I keep hearing about it in lots of different settings, and it's, uh, it's very concerning. I haven't read it in detail, other than I understand that it's it's already been agreed to in part. Uh, was from my sources, and that also uh, that we sent back some uh, amendments or adjustments to it. But the concern that I'm hearing from the people I listen to is that it it completely surrenders our sovereignty as a nation and as individuals over our health decisions, our health decisions, which would essentially put in the hands of an unelected globalist uh, to determine what, uh, you know, pandemics, vaccine mandates, uh, lockdowns, whatever uh, to the world health organization. I, I can't, you know, Kevin, this this last couple of years has been so bizarre that it's everything is so outrageous that you can you can't almost believe what you hear anymore. And then it comes true, and it's it's like one thing after another. And if it isn't more dramatic and crazy uh, than the previous, it's like what in the world is going on in our world? What have we all lost our our marbles or obviously this administration has because they keep trying to do things that are destroying every aspect of our
0: society, which is, is the big picture I want to come back to. But on this topic, I I'm with you. I, I heard about it so i immediately thought well that doesn't sound good at all i need to go read more about this but the more i read about it the more confused i get i believe there's some sort of conference going on right now with the who it's like a three or four day where this is going to be discussed but i also went back and saw that they were talking about this last november but I don't remember hearing about this or reading about it. But the this, this really, really scary part to this is that in a pandemic, if I'm reading and understanding this treaty properly, in a pandemic, the World Health Organization would have the authority to set policy for all the countries who agreed to this treaty, and the U.S. is considering agreeing to this treaty. I, I can't think of a worse yeah. thing we could possibly do.
1: Well, I can't either. And uh, according to what I see online, it apparently starts Friday through Memorial Day, um, some sort of an annual conference in Virginia. And uh, again, I'm not, I'm not really sure. The, um, then there's another one that says the World Reconstruction Conference. Reconstructing a Sustainable Future, Building Resilience Through Recovery from COVID-19. And that's um, the 23rd through the 27th. So, as you said, it's uh, happening this week right now. Um, and then it says, uh, yeah, the, being held in Geneva on the 22nd through the 28th. the First in-person health assembly since the pandemic yeah you so, know yeah, they're they're gathering and whenever they're together that's not a good thing
0: no and i have so many questions about this um uh, one of them being what are what are the laws around this i this this gets a little bizarre and i maybe i should have paid more attention uh because i don't understand but it seems to me like that something like that could never be signed unless it was voted on and passed by Congress, right? I mean the president can't just sign this, can he?
1: I don't think so. Well, you know what, this this president has signed whatever he felt like, whether it was legal or not. And the problem is there's so much compromise, it appears, and uh so many areas all the way up through our government in all three branches that it's hard to know. But here, here's, what, here's what it says online. It says, um, in view of the ongoing COVID pandemic, the ongoing cam- pandemic, in-person participants at the conference are requested to wear face masks and perform a daily rapid antigen self-test. So they're still going through the motions of all the things that they're uh, talking about. And it says, speeches from the Health Assembly President, Heads of State, Special Guests, the WHO Director General, and the presentation of the Director General Health Awards. I mean, it's, it's such a international, and, and I'm sure that we're funding the majority of it as well with our currency that's rapidly losing value each day.
0: Well... You know, just so people understand what we're talking about here, I think based on what I've read, but again, nothing's finalized. It's hard to find any details. I, I, but we're talking about giving the WHO authority over things we do in this country. We didn't elect them. right? They, they should have no authority whatsoever. Look, if they want to have this group that makes recommendations, based on you know all the data they have from around the world fine make all the recommendations you want i don't care but the way i'm understanding this is they they could become law like the the who if they determine again you know the little bit of coverage i saw from the mainstream media their point was, oh, the right just needs to settle down. They're blowing this all out of proportion. It's only during a pandemic. Well, yeah, but guess who gets to determine when a pandemic is occurring? The WHO. So they determine this is exactly. a pandemic. Then they determine you need to lock down your citizens for the next two weeks. It, this is insane. Why isn't why isn't this being talked it's about? Oh, my. Only-
1: I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, I've heard about it on Glenn Beck. I've heard about it um, in a couple of other places. But in 2020, the United States contributed $115 million, China $57 million, Japan 41. Germany $20 million, United Kingdom, France, Italy, and Brazil. Um, so we're the largest funder. Uh, Trump apparently said he was going to withdraw from them. Right, Uh, effective uh, in 221. And of course they changed that. Uh, Biden took us right back into that. So um, there's obviously a very, very far progressive left type of uh, political aspect to it. And um, yeah, and currently from my sources or what I've heard is that it's pretty much driven by China at this point. So here we are again, Uh, you know, I, I don't have any problem with us having some, uh, having trade with China of some sort and having some, uh, restrictions on technology. I I don't think we, I personally don't think we should be educating other, uh, scientists and things, um, and things like that. But I, I, I can see having a compatible, uh, economic relationship with them on some basis, um, just like we should have with any country in in our globe, but um, the, you know when people are directly fighting us on every aspect and trying to you know or if they are found to be contributing to our demise in in a material way, then I think at some point you do have to have sanctions or cut them off and figure out figure out your supply chain from other sources
0: yeah i and we could move on to the supply chain because that still seems to be a mess you know here here since i really don't have enough information to talk about that who treaty yet um i guess i'm going to save that one until i figure something out i thought for sure um yesterday when i went to do a bunch of research i'd find all kinds of stuff and yet i can't find almost anything it's kind of confusing
1: and i think it's Yeah, I think it's suppressed. I don't think that it's another one of those government operating and trying to keep the public out of the loop because it sounds like it would be outrageous.
0: Yeah, it does sound outrageous, and I I really hope that um, if we talk about this and we get it out there, the same thing that will happen with this that happened with our our, uh, ministry of truth. Did you see what happened with that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, once they, once people put out and the person in charge of it, you saw her singing some of her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Unbelievable. And yet these are the kinds of people the government are putting into uh, appointed leadership, authoritative authoritative positions in our country. It's just, just, it's unbelievable. It it really is. Same thing. If you, Listen to the new press secretary for the, for the, uh, the white house. It's like, how are they finding these people? Seriously? It's just, it's amazing.
0: amazing. Uh, You know, I, I had read somewhere that she was highly educated and very intelligent, but, uh, I'm, I'm struggling with that concept a little bit after listening to her speak.
1: Exactly. Well, here's another thing, by the way, it says, Notably, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is the second largest donor on the largest budget. On the budget, they invested nearly seven hundred and eighty million. What in the world? Um, so this says the World Health Organization said the Germany had contributed one point two billion, the U.S. donated 730, 730 and then the Bill and Melinda Gates seven hundred eighty million. Um, and there's assessed funding, so I guess ours cut a little bit, but uh, because um, they said Trump's administration cut the WHO budget, taking away four hundred million. So I think the Gates Foundation stepped up. So it's you know uh, it's it's very confusing, and one of the things that we know from the socialistic agenda is confusion, and and certainly. Most of the things that we're dealing with nowadays, there's so much confusion, moving of the goalposts, changing of the guidelines, you know, the assessment of what's science and what isn't science, uh, the attacks on long-proven treatments versus um, uh, new ones that seem to have uh, spurious connections to the people who are in regulatory government and other things are are a concern, a concern.
0: Yeah, you know, it, it's going back to the the Ministry of Truth or whatever the hell they were calling that thing with Mary Poppins at the head. Um, information, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all it seemed to take was the fact that we pointed it out, said this is absolutely wrong, why are they doing this, and they disbanded the thing or they put it on hold or well, Why? Why, if you were so convinced this is a good program and you should be doing it, why does it, why does it dissolve as soon as we point it out? Yeah,
1: I don't, you know, I just, I just think it's a matter of, the, the good news is that m- much of the sleeping giants of our society are, are waking up and, and getting very, very frustrated. I was on the phone with uh, two gentlemen, two patriots from California, and they said they they now believe that the California elections have been uh, rigged or altered for fifty years, and uh, that they they hardly find anyone who agrees with what's going on in their state. In their, I mean, they're getting recalls, they're winning school board elections, and the people are fed up to the max. Um, and and I think. You know, Kevin. As as you can imagine, I mean, I I look at the faces. I just drove to Montana and back, and and you just look at the cars when you go in at these outrageous, unnecessary gasoline prices, and um, and I, I can't even imagine how the owner operators in in your industry are dealing with this. It's got to be horrific, uh, and the companies. Uh, I mean, we're looking. Somebody told me they sent a small box, two-day UPS, to to return some glasses or something, and it was $84. So I, I, I think we're just on the precipice of seeing uh, just outrageously difficult uh, increases and in surcharges on everything to do with shipping.
0: Yeah, so I'll explain that real quick because um, it's interesting when you talk about owner-operators struggling with this um, The one thing we really don't struggle with, believe it or not, are fuel prices. There's a surcharge that's always in place. It's calculated automatically. There's a formula for it. it, it, And the surcharge is designed so that the average truck on the road getting the average fuel economy isn't hurt by high fuel prices. It's a formulation that should keep... Yeah, it should keep the profit the same. Even if fuel were to go to $10 a gallon tomorrow, um, it, it gets recalculated every week based on the Department of Energy pricing. What it does hurt and what we're seeing is it's just another big driver of inflation. Sure, the owner operators is protected exactly. it, it, by, the, by the fuel surcharge, surcharges. Profit stays the same, but the rate on everything that gets shipped goes up. So the cost of everything goes up, which is one more driver of inflation. So that kind of plays right into my thought on um, the big picture. If we look at everything going on in our country today, when I say there's so many topics we could be talking about, um, just pick everything that's changed in the last year plus since this administration took over. The southern border. And here's the interesting thing. We're setting records everywhere. Records, absolute records, numbers we've never seen before. That would be a big deal if we were setting records in just one area. If we were just setting records for inflation, that would be a big deal. But we're setting records for inflation for gas prices, for diesel prices, for crime, for crossings on the southern border. I mean, we we could just go on and on and on. We're setting bad records in almost every area. And when yeah. you ask the administration about anything, their answer is always the same. What are you doing about the southern border? Their answer will be everything in our power. That seems to be their standard answer. What are you doing about inflation? everything in our power what are you doing about crime we're doing everything we can possibly do but they never give us one thing it's always we're doing everything well just tell us one thing because i can't see anything they're doing to solve or make any of these problems better they're getting hammered in every election The, the school board elections were we're pretty telling the primaries are telling um, you know, they made such a big deal about this Georgia voting bill. Remember that it was so restrictive and it's going to yeah. block except for the fact that Georgia right now, here, here's one good record. I said, there were no good records. There is Georgia is setting records right now for voting. Their numbers are through the roof, which that's what we need. We need everybody in the country to get exactly. out vote. go vote we'll figure out what the people really want because you you can't figure it out by, you know, watching the news or reading the media. I can't find anybody that has anything good to say about the Democrats right now. They just don't want to say anything. Um, But you have to look at these numbers in, in Georgia and say, wait a minute, how could that bill be restrictive? More people are voting than ever. Uh, that's a good thing so let's see the result but the results so far uh, have not been good for the democrats so my question is what is their big picture they're not this incompetent they they can't possibly be this incompetent to think that they can go into an election with all of these problems and not just get wiped off the board then what are they going to do
1: I uh, maybe think that uh, they're gonna live off of executive orders for the next couple of years. I, I don't know. I it's it's so extreme that there's no rhyme or reason and I'm sure any of the middle of the road uh moderate Democrats are seriously considering uh what they're gonna do as far as whether they're gonna have to have to, you know, re, realign themselves with something different or uh what I think that I I can't remember the last number, but it was dozens of of the incumbent Democrats are not re upping for Congress because they know they're gonna get beat. Yeah, you know so it's taking first, their campaign money, taking Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you, you go. You know, donations. They can take the donations tax free. You know that. Uh, yeah. If they have a campaign war chest, they can take that tax free, which is one of the most outrageous
0: provisions in the history of uh, of yes, our is. tax code. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's... Uh, you know, when you when you say, you know, moderate Democrats, in my mind, and this seems just crazy right now, in my mind, Tulsi Gabbard would be a moderate Democrat, except right now she almost starts to look like a right-wing extremist.
1: Yeah, she's an interesting one to me. Um, I... I know that the um, I, 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 she's, she obviously is very articulate. She sounds very reasonable, certainly on her uh, defense aspects. Um, I've heard from some of my sources, arguably they're extreme, uh, some of the ones that I talk to, that um, they think she is going to be mounting an independent run for the presidency, which will split the vote. Um, and maybe allow uh, one of the progressives to win again. So it's interesting because it's, I, I, do you find it a little ironic that she's being promoted and given so much exposure on Fox, which I, you know, I'm one of those who has become, uh, I, I used to love Fox, still like the programming. I like the personnel. I like, I like Tucker Carlson. I like Laura Ingram. Um, and I like Jesse Waters. I, I, uh, Hannity is a little too shrill for me, and my wife can't stand listening to him repeat things over and over for week after week, uh, okay. certain talking
0: points. But okay, so, I,
1: so but <laughs> I,
0: I just have to so jump. In I don't there know and agree with your. Yeah, I, I just have to jump in there and agree with your wife. If I were to hear him say. The, the fake dossier one more time, I thought I was going to throw up. Exactly. God, I got so exactly. sick of hearing yeah. that. <laughs> well, now it does yeah, turn out to be... Yeah, 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 he was sure. right, but I just got really, really tired of hearing it over and over.
1: Uh, me too. Me too. The repetitiveness of his talking points are just way too too much. So, so the point was that some people are saying that they are... Prom- you know, there's it's kind of this rhino situation, Republicans and name only, that there's there's so much corruption even there that there's just a couple of people that that really stand for us instead of that likewise are standing for power, and obviously we've seen the shift in uh, the policies that uh, President Trump had and and the benefits that we enjoyed there for a couple of years, even though we're still adding to the deficit in certain things, because there's just too much deep state entrenchment. There's too much of a military industrial complex that controls spending. They're looking always for conflict to increase what they do. The globalists are financing both sides of the war, taking all the equity out of the, you know, you go back and read, G. Edward Griffin's book on the creature from Jekyll Island, which is the definitive work on how the money supply and the money barons work. Um, And you see that behind every bush is somebody trying to hurt the common working person. And uh, we have to, as patriots, stand up and then demand that people either sign on for the return of law and order uh, the sovereignty of states um, and uh, this governing by executive order, which has become ridiculous. But at this point, you know, you'd rather not Congress do anything because most of what they do is bad and, and certainly not prudent financially. And so there really needs to be almost a complete house cleaning of both sides of the aisle to get people back and try to find leadership somewhere that, that will come in and help cut this, these bloated budgets. Uh, you, you may have seen the education thing that uh, the Wall Street Journal wrote and said, you know, over a million students have withdrawn from the public system and they're trying to figure out why that would be happening. Well, the reason it's happening is because the teachers' unions uh, all wanted to lock everyone down, mask everybody in, in kindergarten and above, and teach critical race theory and other things. So, you know, is it any wonder, but the consumers always have to speak with their dollars. And when you start speaking with your dollars, then you're going to get people's attention.
0: Yeah, you know, one of the topics that... um I, I'm a, actually, I don't know why I'm shocked, but I am shocked. You know, if we talk about all of the problems, things have already outlined, the border, I mean, you can get pretty clear agreement on all of those issues. Anybody who voted Republican or Libertarian has pretty strong opinions about those. They disagree with almost everything that's going on. When you talk about those issues, the Democrats just seem to just go quiet. They don't have anything to say. The one issue that, um, just kind of shocked about is the whole ukraine thing my god why was it so easy for them to pass a 40 billion dollar bill to send to ukraine i and and that's not a popular topic to talk out against it's almost like you're you're not being patriotic if you don't want to send billions of dollars to a foreign country halfway around the world when we have an awful lot of problems here, that $40 billion would go a long way towards solving.
1: Well, and you know, the part, and, and I, I, have, I will admit, I don't know enough uh, about certain issues, but when I hear that the Ukrainian president has mega million dollar mansion in Southern Florida and has amassed, has become one of the wealthiest people in the world since he's been elected president. It it kind of, it comes back to a little bit of like the Black Lives Matter situation where people were donating to an organization thinking they were helping the plight of our African-American brothers and sisters when it was really uh, a way for a couple of people to line their pockets uh, using the crisis. So that's that's the troubling part. The the sad part is the good people of Russia, the good people of Ukraine, and let's say the good people of the United States are all being victimized by these conflicts that have somewhat questionable motives at certain times. And certainly there's bad on both sides. I mean, I'm hearing abuses and horrific atrocities by Ukrainian soldiers, I'm hearing it from Russian soldiers, and, and it's like, good heavens sakes, can't we, can't we have peace? Can't we coexist? Here we're, we're wiping out the breadbasket of Europe and uh, impacting all of, you know, Ukraine is a very productive uh, contributor to the world economy, and we're dismantling and destroying that, which is going to destroy Millions of lives. And, um, and yet here we are so weak where uh, I just, I just cannot believe whether it would have been uh, politically correct or not that, uh, Trump would have allowed this to happen. I think he would have, I think he'd have gotten his nose right in the middle of it all and said, we're not gonna, we're not gonna tolerate this. But we put ourselves in a place of weakness by shutting down our own energy production and then we're talking to the Venezuelans and the Iranians about helping us with our energy when we were independent on our own with something that was already functioning and and we're punishing the Canadians that are already under a horrific uh wokish re- regime at the same time I mean it's just it's crazy
0: it's crazy it, it, it is. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not saying we shouldn't have helped Ukraine, but I, I just don't understand why we're always the world's police and we have to finance it all. And we're in horrible financial shape ourselves, And yet they didn't even hesitate. And, and you got to lay this at the Republicans feet, too. They passed a the 40 billion dollar bill like it was nothing. Like, oh, no big deal, we can come together. They can't do anything else together, but boy, they can sure spend money.
1: Exactly. exactly Spend money on a foreign country on a controversial conflict with questionable issues on both sides. It's not, it's not just one-sided. There are Correct. questionable... Right. Why do you think all the corruption that has come out over the last decade that keeps coming back to Ukraine. That, where was Hunter Biden getting his money uh, on the board? Where, were, where was Joe Biden sticking his nose in as vice president to fire the uh, prosecutor who was uh, looking into Burisma? I mean, there's so much corruption there, so you cannot just give them a pass on the corruption issue uh, and, and lay it all on Putin, but the reality is these these leaders including our own, are all so self-serving that the it's the people of the world who are suffering from the greed and selfishness and either incompetence or totally self-serving um, manners of these global leaders, which is terrible. So, people everywhere need to stand up and vote them out, but it's hard when the systems, perhaps where you're voting in, are corrupted. So, it's a it's a terrible catch 22.
0: Yeah, it it really is. Um like I said, you know, I was uh I was going to focus on that WHO treaty. I didn't realize that it's still like an ongoing thing all this week. So, I'm going to roll that forward probably for next week. Hopefully, we've got uh We've got some more to talk about. Uh, we really didn't get any calls today, which isn't unusual on the pit. A lot of times we just don't get calls. We had that one day where we were just blasted with them. Um, I, do you have anything else you want to cover today?
1: Yeah, let me let me let me share with you if I sure. would. I'll be happy to share with you my um, how impressed I was. Uh, a couple of things. One, people are voting. Essentially, with their feet, and uh, I was talking to this uh, these two fellows that I've become acquainted with, who're political activists in Northern California, and they were telling me that that they have friends and relatives and uh, others who have all moved. I mean, that literally, uh, church congregations in some of the areas have gone from. Two and three hundred members attending to fifty because the rest of the people have moved to uh, Idaho, Montana, Utah, Texas, Florida. The people are just moving out of California in droves, and um, and and yet these guys who are still there are, are fighting. I I met with some of them. Uh, I I probably mentioned that to you, but I, last week, but I I met and. I'm so impressed that they're, they're tipping school board elections. They're tipping uh, county commissioner elections. They're primarying out, uh, in Idaho, for example, the, uh, attorney general, the existing attorney general was, um, beaten in a primary actually by Stan Graham's, uh, cousin's husband, who was a former congressman. And, uh, so he knocked off an incumbent in a primary uh, for the attorney general and he's a he's a constitutional um, god-fearing patriot and he knocked off this incumbent who was pretty wokeish and kind of rhino-ish and so there's uh, unfortunately the governor didn't get knocked off he, he got challenged pretty good but things are happening everywhere and just yesterday I was We're visiting with some people in Texas, and they were saying that they have dozens of county sheriffs and dozens of county attorneys that are all stepping up uh, and taking on uh, Governor Abbott in certain things because they alluded to that Governor Abbott is more of a grandstander trying to posture for a run for the presidency. And, uh, you know, says big things about all the things he's doing at the border, but then never executes them. And so they're trying to hold his feet to the fire and they're doing things locally. And and I think the message Kevin is that the place we can really, we wring our hands over the incompetence that we're seeing in the oval office and with uh, the white house press secretary and and the Congress and Chuck Schumer and Pelosi and everything else. But what we can do something about is our county commissioner, our county sheriff, our uh, school boards, holding them accountable. And the best way to hit them is in your pocketbook. Because if, if you don't, you know, if you're unhappy with what's going on in the schools, seriously, with the online resources that you have available, Homeschool your kids. Pull them out. Send a message because they lose that property tax assessment and their budget if the kids aren't in school and they're being homeschooled. And that's to me what what patriots are doing all over the country. And they're going to county commissioner meetings and they're going to school board meetings. And almost more importantly, from a law and order standpoint, is that. Uh, in California, a couple of these churches stayed open against Governor Newsom, stayed open without masks, uh, went ahead with their service, didn't have an outbreak, didn't have any problems, and guess who defended them? The county sheriff. The county sheriff would not arrest them. And he is the final law in the county. And so most people don't understand how important that county sheriff race is in, uh, in politics. And everyone should be, you know, when you see a County Sheriff say, how do you feel about the constitution? How do you feel about, you know, law and order in our, in our County and then support those that do, uh, that's what you need to do. You need to support them because they're the ones who can stand up and say to uh, a rogue governor or an executive order, sorry, we're not going to enforce it here at this this, uh, business or venue. And I met several church church groups and restaurants that uh, never closed. Never closed in California.
0: Yeah. So that was interesting. Yeah, it is. Hey, we've got some calls. So uh, we're going to jump to some calls. We're going to go to Chicago. Steve, welcome to the program.
2: Oh, good morning, Kevin. Uh, yeah, you were talking about the disinformation board. Uh, the um, they, did, uh, they didn't really disband it. They actually put a VINO in charge of it. Michael Chernoff was uh, one of the early Homeland Security Directors under Bush. He was not the first one. He was the second one. And he was also a U.S. attorney under, uh, I think, under George H.W. Bush back in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. He is now the he's now that person, but they're keeping it very very quiet, and they're probably going to see what they can do under the radar. Yeah, uh, you know, Miss you know, Mary Poppins was kind of she was out there; she was easy to attack. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: but you know, it'd be hard for all the rhinos to attack Michael Chernoff, and you know he he can get a lot of things done under the radar that they want done. So uh, uh, they they want to make sure. They want to make you know this thing came about. I mean, it it was already there, but it came about big time once Musk, uh, you know, got into Twitter, and and I think that was that was the reason behind. It's basically to show them, hey, we're not going to allow you to, you know, allow free speech. We're not going to allow that to happen. Free speech is what we say it's going to be, not what the Constitution says. So, uh, so yes, this it's, it's going to be uh it's going to it's going to be back. <laughs> it'll be back in, in big time. But it'll you know it'll. It'll sneak up on people because you don't have Mary Poppins out there, you know, to uh, to be the lightning rod. Yeah, I
0: don't, I don't care. Information. Yeah, I don't care if there's an R or a D behind this. I don't care who runs it. I don't. I I just don't care. This should not exist. That that's all there is to it. This should just not exist.
2: I agree. We we got to have yeah we.
1: No, I, I was just going to say on Michael Chertoff, I was just reading here. He was the co-author of the Patriot Act. Oh, boy. and he also yeah. yep. uh, had been the director of Homeland Security. So, you know, who knows? Maybe he's far worse than somebody who is crazy or incompetent, uh, because it looks like he's a major insider in the things that have been compromising human our our uh, our constitutional rights.
2: Yeah, that's true. I think, like I say, I think the, what you were talking about, uh, defunding them by taking your kids out, they, they get, uh, it's actually state money they get. My wife works for the school system, so I know. Average daily attendance, they get paid from the state of North Carolina for about $8,500 for each child per year, uh, for that average daily attendance, and that average daily attendance right. down seven seven percent since before COVID in, in the county that we're in, so they're not getting that eight thousand five hundred dollars per child for that seven percent of the of the twenty six thousand kids that are no longer there. That's probably what uh, fifteen hundred to two thousand kids that are no longer there, and so yeah. that's where you hit them in the pay in the pocketbook, uh, and in, law, in a lot of uh, red states. They are going to vote to allow the money to follow that child so the 8500 if you're homeschooling can be in for, can be for things that you do enrichment things like going to museums and zoos and and other things like that you know things to get homeschoolers together uh, sure. know, they can be for those kind of things and and not be with the not with, with the school system so uh, so that there's a lot of things we can do. Uh, alternative universe, uh, you know Dan Bongino has got a lot of different things going. Uh, now they've got they've got funding. They've got banks now that are opening because banks are not banks are not allowing gun shops to have bank accounts now because they've been pushed by 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 uh, ATF and and the banking system the FDIC to to you know get rid of uh un you know get rid of 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 of, of accounts that are of
1: things they're they don't like yeah they're their merchant accounts. They've taken away. They're starting merchant. to confiscate merchant accounts, which makes it difficult to, have to, to be have in commerce.
2: Right. Yeah, alternative no. universe is going to be the kind of thing where you're going to have where you're going to have Truth social, you're going to have, uh, hopefully Twitter will get back to, yes, if it's just fair and free speech, that's all I care about. We'll beat them. Exactly. With the ideas that we have in debate, we will beat them. That's why they have to censor. So, because they know they can't win the argument
1: so very good
2: Brent comment Day, uh, I hmm?
1: thank you I, I think you made great analysis and a great contribution thank you you're
0: welcome thanks for the call let's go to New Mexico Eric welcome to the program
3: hi Kevin um, bear with me I'm still trying to Wrap my mind around the words I'm trying to use, but okay i I have had a hard time for a long time, even paying attention to the news. You know, most of my news I now get from podcasts of various sorts, like yours, or like the chicks on the right, or Liz Wheeler, or somebody. But still, all I hear is reporting of all the shit that's going down in this country and around the world, I need to know where where are some resources where I can actually hear stuff that's being done to fight all of this. Because we are not going to beat these socialist assholes back using their game. They straight up stole the 2020 election. I don't even argue about that. I mean, that's a fact. I watched it happen the day of. I don't care that they investigated themselves and found that there was no fraud. Oh, okay. Yeah. The last time I murdered somebody, I did my own investigation and found myself (laughs) a it. So, but it's like Uh, everywhere I go, and, and you know, what? every time I listen to a podcast, like the chicks on the right, I hear names I'd never heard before doing things I didn't know were going on, which means... The world is even worse than I thought it was already. So where, where do I go to not just want let, to just blow my brains out at this point?
1: Let, let, me, let me give you some hope. There is some hope, and I understand completely what you're saying about the frustration, because there's a, still a, a, a significant amount of our citizens that are basically saying, you know what, there's nothing I can do about it, so I'm just going to live my life, I'm going to do my thing while I still can before this all falls apart. And unfortunately, uh, that, you know, George Washington... Yeah, well, sure. And, and George Washington had to gather up a ragtag army to take on the most powerful army in the world. But they were... They had God on their side, and they had the truth and liberty and the right on their side. And, and what we're doing... And you, you give us a perfect opportunity. Prosecutenow.com. Prosecutenow.com. is has been put together uh, exactly for this purpose, to be able to win legal battles in the courts of law. And, and we are winning. We, the mask mandate was driven by the lead attorney of Prosecute Now. The reason it got overturned on the airplanes and virtually led to most of the last vestiges of masking was accomplished through a legal victory in Tampa, Florida. There's also a legal victory that took place in Arizona. There are current lawsuits in the state of Utah going after the criminals at the core level, at the base level, that have far reaching impact. And yesterday was on a conference call with uh, numerous options that we're pursuing in Texas. Uh, And this is how we're doing it. We're doing it at the grass level basis, uh, county attorneys, uh, county sheriffs, local cases of people who've been injured, And uh, we and prosecute now has been set up for people to be able to send letters to their state representatives and basically putting them on notice that if they don't start doing something that the electorate in their area is going to vet and find candidates who will do something. And then we're going to use it as potentially an opportunity to raise funds for constitutional candidates. And, you know, who knows? It may end up resulting in some sort of a massive third party um, situation like uh, happened with Ross Perot that came really close uh, 30 years ago to completely remaking politics in our country, but no, through those him, be, him being threatened or whatever happened, uh, it fizzled right at the finish line when it looked like it might might work, and and whether President Trump or Governor DeSantis or uh, uh, Ron Johnson, uh, the handful Chris Stewart and the handful of real patriots in in our Congress uh, figure this out. We we've got we've got not quite the same problem on the Republican side, but we the whole Democratic side is almost lost, and so. Uh, people who have any kind of center feeling about reasonable sanity are going to be leaving the Democratic uh, stronghold. But we've got to make sure that we do our darndest to clean up the Republican side, which is a mess in my opinion in a lot of ways. That's part of the problem with, you
3: know, like, I would like to be a libertarian, but they're about freaking useless. I mean, I even, I voted for Gary Johnson the first time, you know, Trump was running because, I mean, I live in the People's Republic of Washington, so I know my vote doesn't count for squash there anyway. Sure. But, um, but it's like, what about the idea that every time we try to do a third party thing, all we're doing is splitting the vote, making it easier for the lost step yeah. Democrats to win?
1: You're right. No, you're, you're exactly right, and you're politically on point. This is why the grassroots movement has to be based on law and order. It has to be based upon personal liberty, and then when that group becomes, I, I believe there's uh, 30 million Americans who are fed up to the gill, and they don't care about the random disagreements over certain policies uh, in the past, they're concerned about the bigger picture, which is personal liberty, period, and going back to our constitutional roots. And so I I think what we're going to see is through this political process and these battles at the local level, we're going to eventually be able to see either the uh, and 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 maybe the Republican Party is too far gone. But in the in the interim, you know, give me what we were living with two years ago versus what we're living with now, while we're figuring it out. And and I frankly, uh, I'll just say what I think. I I frankly think Ron DeSantis is the real deal. I really do. I think he's a real oh, patriot. I think he's a real patriot. And and if uh, you know. Heaven help if uh, if Trump would defer to the next generation and yet have influence on on many of the things that I agreed that he did and deferred, I think we could see uh DeSantis remake the Republican Party. But, you know, you never know. You never know because But we also have to get back
3: the problem with DeSantis is his you know, the, his wife being sick and you know, he doesn't want to run for president while You've got
1: personal issues going on. Yeah, personal doing. issues and, and challenges. And that, that's a, and those are really a serious problems. So And, and, and frankly, I really, uh, I've, I've listened to uh, Don Trump Jr. and Eric in person several times, and I really like them. I, I, <laughs> I wish their father had a little more of, of their discretion. I mean, they're strong and they attack. But they don't attack. Well, unfortunately, they probably have, have been groomed a little bit to attack people like their father did. I just think it's unnecessary. I, I think most people, uh, if if your opponent's an opponent, you need to take one punch, and then the rest of the time you need to talk about what you're going to do, and not keep you know. Uh, Embarrassing or belittling them into the ground, which is, I no. think, what, yeah, what, I, what, what I one of the, one of the biggest things a lot we of should it. have
3: done with Trump is get him to stop using Twitter. You know, if he could just exactly. shut the hell up on Twitter, <laughs> exactly. Oh my I agree. So, Kevin, so I, I gotta so, say that if we need another Trump, I wish, I wish we'd get a bunker Trump. That's the Trump we need, I think. But, yeah. you know.
1: Well, uh, maybe. May, I mean, maybe. <laughs> but there's. I don't know. I mean, like. Yeah, there are those who feel that she and, and Jared are really globalists, but they've played along a little bit. But I don't know. You know, that's the problem. What we need is we need patriots who are all about helping uh, the individual sovereign states, and we need to fight like hell to try to help with our state at the local level. And even in Washington, because I've seen this in California, They're getting some semblance of control in their community. And then the community becomes the uh, suburb, and then that becomes a county. So it's all about fighting to save a county and then trying to help uh, preserve the rights of the people in that county.
3: In Washington, there's only three or four counties that count anyway. The rest of us can do whatever the hell we want, and they own us. There's nothing we can do there. Yeah. At least, uh, a, uh, it. All right, that's my opinion. I you know it, that's yeah. my opinion. But, but then
1: what about well, Gavin, that just my
3: resources for news? Where do we where do we find out what groups like yours, and there's got to be others. I hope there are more than one. Where, where do we go to learn about this stuff? Because we are not going to get it from the media we've got. And even half of what's left of the conservative media you know, all they're really doing is just saying, yep, shit's bad. Here's all the bad shit. We don't know what we're going to do about it, but here's some more bad shit, you know? Um, like, I feel like yeah, we lost I, any, any yeah. good news at all since Rush Limbaugh died, you
1: know? <laughs> well, I, I personally think that myself, that Glenn Beck and Steve Dace are both uh, uh, reasonable, rational sources. I think Stu Peter's, is is a rational, extreme voice, a strong voice, but but I know that he's he has personal values, he has constitutional basis. I think that anyone who uh, I think you have to Alex Newman, uh, G. Edward Griffin has his uh, Red Pill Expo, uh, Ty Bollinger, uh, Andrew Wakefield. Uh, Del Big tree. these people are all promoting individual freedom and uh, things like pandemic from Nikki Willett, etc. I think it's important to be enlightened and then not be discouraged, which is hard to, to not be discouraged, but then realize that there are wins happening at the grassroots level and that if we unite in common purposes we can agree on, we can, we can make progress and get things done. Uh, I agree with you on that. So you said ProsecuteNow.com? ProsecuteNow.com is a resource that we believe that by the end of the summer may be the basis of a political action group that will be second to none because we believe we will continue to win the losses. We're winning losses. There's been a lot of people who didn't really know what they were doing, I hate to say, that have been pursuing lawsuits and they keep getting thrown out. We've actually been winning. And that's because we have a a pair of the the brightest legal minds in America in Dr. David Martin and in uh, George Wentz, who's the lead attorney. And and they have strategy and they understand the system. And you've got to beat the system by being inside of the system.
3: And I I agree, it is time. I I don't think we're going to work it to make it a three-party system. I think we're always going to be a two-party system, but it's going to be time to replace either the Republicans or the Democrats like the Republicans did to the Whigs back in the 1800s. It's just time for a new party to actually take over. Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get rid of the Democrats, although it would be nice if we did.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think... I think you're right, but if the, the secret is if you look at the numbers, if you get to 50 million, um, then even if there's three, that becomes dominant. And so it's, uh, it's going to, but I think really what it's going to be is people who are looking for sanity and you've got, you've got 30% that are now totally dependent or more on government and they're going to just, follow like sheep wherever they go but it's the rest of us working people who are paying taxes who are you know raising families who are trying to uh adhere to beliefs and and life codes beyond ourselves and selfishness that are going to save this country at the grassroots level and i really appreciate kevin's uh forum and the things that he's tried to do to help uh illuminate the problems but also provide solutions we believe that uh you know i'm prejudiced i'm the founder and formulator of cardio miracle we believe that's the solution to some of the health crisis we also are funding prosecute now which we believe is a way to attack and get after uh this system at the base level by getting wins in the courtroom that will then dictate see once we get the the These criminals on deposition, they're going to start turning on each other. I I, I saw that uh, they think that Durham has made some progress in flipping a few of the the Peter Stroke and uh, Lisa Page, potentially. Once they see that their life is 30 years in prison, then all of a sudden they start singing and they start turning because they're people, they don't have any character because they're doing something wrong to start with. So once you start getting some people to start turning on the other people, uh, it'll be like uh, Giuliani prosecuting the mafia back, um, you know, in the 70s and 80s.
0: There you go. All right. We're going to grab another call. Let's go to Michigan. Keith, welcome to the program.
3: How are you guys doing? Um, I want to talk about convention of states. Uh, it's another grassroots organization. You guys are talking about grassroots a lot. Uh, so yeah. It's for doing the Article 5 of the, of the Constitution and it is to reduce the power of the federal government back to where it's supposed to be at the state level.
0: How do we find
1: totally this Totally supportive of a constitutional. Yeah, it's Convention of States. I've, I've heard of them. I, I must say I don't know enough about them, but I've been Advocating a constitutional convention for for decades, and I think it's a very um, a very important concept there I've heard there's some challenges obviously in getting it happening, but we would be very i would be very personally supportive of that and i'll I'll be anxious to learn more about it yeah
3: the convention of states uh, currently there's seventeen states that have approved the convention of states so we're halfway to getting all of the states that needed to to present it, to get an uh, amendment together, to, to make, make changes. So it's a big deal. been working pretty good.
0: It's been working pretty good. It's just taking a long time. So how do we well, find out um, more about this group?
3: Uh, Conventionofstates.com. Okay. It's either .com or .org.
1: Got it. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on. every uh, state. Yeah, they have to just have two thirds, uh, so 38 states, in order to to make these changes and to adopt uh, legislation. Apparently, uh, state representative uh, Rorden McLean, he and Craig Rydell introduced legislation um, to in in Ohio to do that, and that's impressive. When you get Ohio. Uh, to do things—that's a—that's a big deal. Uh, they're kind of a, a giant state that still has some semblance of sanity in some ways, versus the East Coast and the West Coast. So, so that's good. But I'll—I'd uh, like to look more into that, and and certainly I'm—I'm I'm very supportive. Part of what our thinking is with prosecute now is if we can get. 10 million people sending emails and letters to their representatives in their states, that that will then get the attention. So then it becomes the tail wagging the dog, and part of the effort is, and then if we are able to do just modest fundraising, that could become hundreds of millions of dollars that could be directed towards helping to fund things like the convention of state of uh, county sheriffs and to vet and bring at the local level things. So, so the idea is, is that everyone, everyone, 30, 40 million people in this country feel like the last two years needs transparency and needs to be vetted and needs to be exposed in the light of day. The Pfizer uh, and Moderna, uh, data on their trials shouldn't take 75 years to be released to the public. That, that's about the greatest affront to personal liberty I've ever heard in my life. And so we need to demand which judges that, they'll you know, act in behalf of the people. And, and, and the way you do that is through political clout or money. And if we can get the numbers of the masses to start Blanketing their representatives with their personal emails and to their offices that the sleeping giant is awakened. And then people join to support constitutional sheriffs at the county level. It can have an offsetting impact of what George Soros has done with the attorney generals that he seemed to have bought off most of them in our country through election. So, that's the strategy. Grassroots, but similar causes. Uh, we're not going to, you know, it's not going to be whether you're pro this or pro that, but you're actually for constitutional rights and government and human liberty in making your decision over uh, government mandates of, of health, health mandates or Uh, other things that that you choose not to be a part of uh, or that you want to oppose. So that's the concept. And then it will move into, uh, hopefully, getting a constitutional Congress uh, or convention to get the states back into... and, And sovereign states is a huge part of the prosecute now legal philosophy. It's all about states' rights. And we need to clip the federal government's wings both financially and both uh, from a political power standpoint, because they are totally out of control and have proven to be completely incompetent on providing services to the people.
0: Excellent. Well said, uh, head on over and help us out. Prosecutenow.com. We're going to wrap this up for today. We'll have, uh, Plenty more to talk about next week on The Pit. Thanks for the calls. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll see you back here tomorrow for Destination Health and also after hours with Kevin and Lauren. We'll see you then. Be safe. Be profitable. Be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey. I'm Kevin Rutherford.